The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. Yeah, it's called conversations with Jeff, not screaming matches. Yeah, yeah I, 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 you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though. And so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth. And then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences are. Okay, everybody, welcome to today's episode of Conversations with Jeff. Uh, before we get started today, uh, we've kind of had a, a pretty big announcement that's, that's come out over the last couple of days. Uh, an organization that I've uh, helped uh, found along with J.D. Rucker, Sam Jones, and Ken Peters called the American Conservative Movement, uh, which uh, that organization is focused on unifying us all around conservative principles and defending our constitutional rights, which are slowly being taken away. And I don't even want to say slowly. That's being generous. It's very quickly right now, which we're going to be talking about in today's episode of Conversations with Jeff. Uh, but on April 18th, we're going to be doing our very first online conference. Uh, it's called the Saving America Conference. We've got a great lineup of speakers, including Michael Johns, who is the co-founder of the Tea Party. We've got J.D. Rucker, uh, who, is, who is the founder of the Federalist Party. Mindy Robinson, who's running for Congress in Nevada. We've got Jerry Wayne, who's the one that confronted uh, Joe Biden. I mean, the list goes on and on. We've got Greg Locke, who spoke at the Destroy Social Justice Conference. We've got Ken Peters. we got Sam... Like, we've got a great lineup of speakers. So make sure you guys tune in. Uh, it's going to be April 18th. We're going to be streaming live on the American Conservative Movement um, Facebook page. We're possibly going to be expanding that to some other platforms as well, but for sure that Facebook page. So for more information, go to AmericanConservativeMovement.com. Uh, you guys can fill out your information, sign up for uh, the newsletter, stay in the loop on what's going on. Again, we're not endorsing candidates. What we're doing is we are educating you and unifying around conservative principles and the Constitution and our civil liberties. So check it out. Uh, highly recommend. It's going to be a great, great conference. Uh, today we're bringing back uh, my good friend uh, Dustin Faulkner, host of Battlefront Southgate. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Dustin. Glad we could do this again. Great. Uh, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff a lot of time on our hands with being locked in our homes <laughs> so it's good to be in front of a face 
uh, behind camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is I feel like right now, uh, you and uh, Sam Jones are kind of going back and forth, neck and neck, to see who can uh, who can be a guest on, on conversations the most. So uh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how that uh, how that competition goes. <laughs> I'm gonna try and win it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay, so, uh, so you know, like, I feel like you're kind of like our resident uh, expert when it comes to a lot of these, uh, like, national security issues and things that are going on with with the government. I mean, you always you're always doing like extensive research, uh, which everybody I highly recommend. You know, check out uh, his podcast, Battlefront Southgate. You know, he's he's dealt with everything from like Ilhan Omar to illegal immigration, and now we're dealing with all this coronavirus stuff. Uh, so what, what, what are some of the things like over the, like the last few days since the last time we had you on the show that you feel like have kind of been, you know, either surprising or, or shocking to you with the direction that our country's headed right now? This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PREP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. Well, uh, a lot of things actually. It's it's another reason that I haven't <laughs> that I've had to go back and redo some of the Southgate episodes. It's just because uh, some of the events caused it, it happened so fast, and you want to you want to kind of stay relevant and everything so that people are getting the information before it comes out. But then it, it happens as soon as, as soon as you're in editing, and you're like, oh no, man, come on, but. Uh, one of the things that really surprised me was when Trump said that, uh, and this is uh, some of the things that uh, in in Southgate that we were speaking about, is he's not going to want to do anything with the the WHO anymore, and uh, that was a pretty good thing because uh, Doctor Warner Kopech, I mean uh, Doctor Fauci, um, he was on there. And we know that he has a lot of things that he echoes uh, the WHO and as well as Dr. Burke. So he has two of these sides at his ear on this issue. So when one is feeding him information, the other one's feeding him information, but it's all the same direction that they're making him go. And I think that Trump is actually, he's seen this from the beginning. I think that you know, we have a compassionate president. Uh, no, he doesn't want anybody to get sick. And it, you and I, we don't either. I don't want to see people get sick. And uh, I take the virus pretty seriously. I mean, it's killing people. So if it's killing people, there's you got to take it serious to a point. But I thought that was surprising about how he said he's going to be considering some things uh, about not funding them anymore or taking any advice from them. And remember, they did cover up the initial uh uh, release of the virus, and we're uh, echoing some things that we're doing with the Chinese Communist Party. 
Uh, also, if you look, the WHO was involved with the event 201, which was an event that they had in October uh, 2019. Shortly after that, uh, they released some of their videos on YouTube, which was in November 8th. And then, uh, then we got the first release of the Wuhan virus there in Wuhan. Uh, November 17th was the first case that was uh, it was hidden from the public. But then they said later that it because uh, they allowed 7 million people to go through that. So if you looked into that event, you have a bunch of those people from like Dr. Gao from the Chinese CDC who was in that event. Uh, um, and another thing that I thought was really, we, this is something that I'm looking into is how come uh, these companies, when they were wanting to do these pro- public-private partnerships, and we all know that that's not a good thing. Every time somebody starts echoing that uh that we're going into the communitarianism, uh, the the social justice issues. We're going into socialism. It's all uh, uh, in uh, a word for how they're going to change that. They want to have these public public. This this is all Nazism. That is, you know, think about it. They wanted to control all of uh, corporate fascism. They wanted to control all of the business. So how come some of those businesses were so ready? Those corporations uh, to boom get at the helm and start. Uh, making these masks and be ready to do all that. And a lot of that was coming from people like Brad Connick from Henry Shine Incorporated. That's a medical supply business. And uh, so it really makes me think about how ready they were to do all of these things. Why is it that we see uh, those people ready to do that? But they're practiced. They're well-practiced. Here's a, you know, because we have Dr. Fauci who gets up there, and I, I made a joke earlier. I called him Dr. Warner Klopek. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the burbs. That's who he reminds me of. He reminds me of that guy every time he comes up there. He's not real good at hiding it. He smirks when he comes to the stand. He, uh, he like today in the conference, he was talking down to people like you and me, uh, saying we're conspiracy theorists and the people who has questions about what's going on with this, about how uh, they were inflating the numbers and, and then attributing heart attack victims to the numbers of deaths for coronavirus and. He was saying that's all conspiracy theory, but we all know that when it's been released in these news cycles, that it, it isn't. It's they've been inflating these things. Uh, Cuomo himself has admitted that they were doing that wrong and then causing those numbers to be inflated uh, so that they could get more of uh, the ventilators and uh, N95 masks and everything, and they could go into the, these rural hospitals and seize it. And they're still talking about that, by the way. I caught some of that in the conference that uh, today they were talking about. All of the all of the hospitals across the nation in in various states that have a lot of this equipment. Yeah, well, these states were well prepared and their hospitals were able to operate much better than other states. So why are we talking about going and seizing from a hospital who might need it? Like Texas is up on on the uptick of some of these deaths, some of the infections. And usually about if you look about how everything goes, it goes from East Coast, West Coast. And, you know, the old adage is that. Texas in the middle, the South, is the last to start. That's why the technology is better on the East and West Coast. Then it all goes into Texas. And so, you know, because it's the center right there. And uh, they're talking about seizing these things now from the hospitals that were more well-prepared so that they could put it into that. Um, And I see that it's getting really bad out there. It's starting to – I see that they keep extending this stuff. Um, I can see that uh, there's going to be a new excuse made that they will extend it past the 30th. That will go in because they've really been shooting for July for some reason. I keep on hearing that echo through all, all of this. Oh, we need to get to the to uh, 
uh, to July and then to November. And we know that, you know, there's some issues there because uh, we've had states that have extended their uh, polling, their voting uh, days for the primaries. And then uh, that's that's but that's what I see. That's some of the things that I've seen. And the surprising thing about Trump's move, uh, basically calling out the WHO, uh, we, we need we need leaders to be doing that because it's time that we start getting away from uh, the there's these people out there saying these things. You have uh, more experts out there that's on the ground level that could be talking about this this issue. And 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 they're not saying the same things these guys are. So I think that we uh, really need to start examining what's going on. Uh, more deeply and at the ground level than to have two of these people uh, from a globalist organization uh, saying these things to us. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I and I feel like uh, as well when you're dealing with the WHO, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like for a lot of us that are uh, you know patriotic Americans and you know and that sort of thing, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird trying to take direction from a globalist organization that almost views itself above your own government and above your own experts and, you know, and that sort of thing. And and I think that though those fears were kind of realized when they start, you know, when they're, they're basically providing cover for a country like China, who is basically the ones that, that did it and then cover and then covered it all up. And uh, was there's, I, mean, I don't even, I don't even think still that they're giving us all the information that we need in order to actually know, you know, the potential of, you know, how is how is this going to happen? Where did this come from? You know, what's the potential of all this, that sort of thing? And, and that's weird. But, you know, the one thing that I do appreciate about Trump as well is that he hasn't come in like an authoritarian. He's come in more the way that I like to see a president behave in, here's our advice. We're going to provide support for the states, but then it's up to the local governors to, you know, decide what's best for your local communities. Now, we could all disagree with some of those governors and, and the mayors and things like that on some of their decisions. But at the same time, I do appreciate that Trump is deferring to local governments as a constitutional conservative. I mean, that's what we've been begging for for decades. And then finally, we've got a guy that's willing to do it. Mm, exactly. And uh, as he's deferred to this, you go, some of them have overreached. You have a governor there that's done that. Our governors held back some more, uh, and uh, actually he issued an order, I think it was yesterday, that he actually banned abortion. They can't perform it at all here now. And, you know, when it, if, if everybody else is going to be using a crisis, why why can't some of the other ones start using it and then actually do things like that? So i got to say hats off to Abbott for doing that. Uh, and, I, and about <clears> – <throat> I've noticed that you get a lot of the conservative governors like him, and he just done some things that you know I disagree with. I think that uh, we really need to be having some leaders that start saying we're not doing this, we're not going to shut this down, uh, and take a stand for their constituents. But he kind of slowly let it go, and what he did is he pushed it into localities. Um, and I think that that's something that we're, we're dealing with right now is there's people in power that are taking the time, chance to seize the power. And, and, and abusing it, so to speak. You can, guys can go to the Center for uh, Health Freedom. It's run by Twyla Brace. Uh, she's a registered nurse. And uh, I posted a video on Twitter uh, that she was talking about some of the overreaching things and what you can do on what, 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 what rights are given to these people during emergency uh, medical powers. Uh, the, she has a questionnaire on there that if you do get taken in, the 12 questions that you can ask 
and they have to answer these questions. So I would recommend that everybody visit that site and so that they know that they're not going to be uh, abused in, in such a way. Because we're seeing that now. We're, we're um, you know, we have things that's being used that they can uh, check your temperatures. You've got them doing it now at the borders. That if you're crossing over uh, from the Louisiana border, they're checking temperatures there. Uh, on the Texas border to uh, say you can or can't come in, or I think they're quarantining you immediately and you've got to give specific information of uh, where you're going to quarantine. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforumc.org. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. And I think that everybody needs to be more on the watch about this. Uh, and, and But the, the panic that everything behind it is causing is just incredible. The, psycho, the psychology behind all of this has just amazed me how quickly everybody is able to be shifted a direction out of fear. And then using conflicting information like we've all been experiencing uh, the inflated numbers, about 2 million. Now we're down to 200,000. Now it's not going to be that. But the whole purpose, and you know, this is my opinion, but it's an informed, educated opinion of spending hours and hours and hours and hours looking at this data and listening to other experts that you say those things immediately. The first thing in their mind is only that first thing that was said. After that, they stop listening to the other information being put out because they're still focused on that and they're afraid. Uh, and so, you can give new information after that, but once you've already caused the stampede, it, it's hard to stop that. And I believe that's exactly what we're seeing now. Uh, that's why you have people uh, on social media, they're shaming you. Like, you, you know, people uh, being, if they're outside sitting with their family members, some people have big families. We have neighbors with, you know, eight kids. <laughs> it, uh, they all live in this small area and then what's to say that if they're outside that that's the, the living unit and you're going to say that they're spreading the virus now and not caring about other people because they're outside doing this because we can still go outside uh, on, uh, uh, and everything now uh, a lot of the stores here have uh, caused have made it to where now you you can 
like five at a time in the store and, and it's gotten to the point we all stand in line for hours just essential things like that like you know Lowe's is doing uh, but that's the things that, that is going on right now and I find that very curious yeah well you know like we even saw the uh the WHO and you know they were talking about actually coming in to uh you know take individuals out uh, out of homes so, you know, potentially coming in and taking somebody out of out of your home who, you know, they suspect maybe could possibly be sick or have coronavirus or something like that. And then so they could take that person, isolate them and then, you know, and, you know, essentially quarantine them for, for 14 days or however long it might be. I mean, that that's where we're starting to get into the WHO and and these globalist organizations. They're they're like trumping our constitution if they were to implement something like that. And I find a lot of these things that are being floating, that are floating around in these ideas to be really concerning about, okay, so let's say we hold them off this time and they don't do that. What's going to happen next time or the time after that? Like if they're, if they're talking about it, I feel like usually the progressives, the progressives will find a way to implement it at some point in the future. And that's, that's concerning. Like, and, and that's one of the things I'm, I am glad that some, that Trump has come in and, and like, okay, we're going to take a serious look at, at the WHO and uh, decide, okay, is this something that we should continue to support or not? Because I just feel like they are, they're way overstepping their bounds, I think. Well, yeah. And then also you have not just the WHO doing it, you have large corporations that's involved in this. And, and, you know, like I just said about uh, about Henry Schein Incorporated, medical device makers. Uh, you have uh, people with the World Bank. You have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. All of these people are involved in this. Uh, and, and, you know, as we, we've talked about in, in previous programs that we were saying uh, with the, the Johns Hopkins uh, universities involved in that. And was everybody getting to this crazy information of these inflated numbers was coming from their site. Uh, and I, I think that the I think that what we're looking at, uh, and I'm afraid of this, is that, yeah, they'll release us back and then it'll look like it's okay on the outside. Uh, everything looks like it's normal, but it's not. And, and you posed a really good question there. What's just, what will happen and what will be allowed the next time? Because people will get back to normal for a few months and then they're going to be like, well, it wasn't so bad that we locked down. It wasn't so bad. We'll get through it again. So they'll implement stronger measures because they've been conditioned now at this point that, well, it's acceptable now. I mean, look, we got to go back to normal four months later. But is it really normal? What else is going under there that you don't see? And uh, I believe that, that that's something that we may be looking at now at this point is that maybe people have now uh, – it was painful and they believe they could get through it again. So they push uh, – the envelope a little further you know you start to slowly erode the ability to think critically and what you'll accept will be a lot worse in the in the coming thing so it's baby steps and that's what they've been doing through all of, all of this too it's baby steps um well okay social distance uh, now uh, 5,000 people can go out into the city uh, now 400 now we need to be only 10 at a time uh, no you guys need to stay home so baby steps, you start implementing these measures, people will start accepting it more and more because the pain is less to them because they're conditioned to accept that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's totally that's totally correct, and I think that that's where conservatives and Christians, I think, have been failing in this in this fight overall over the future of our country because I feel like for the longest time we've been playing defensive, 
And so when you're playing defensive, you're always going to be giving up a little bit of ground. You're just trying to hold them off as much as you can, as opposed to basically taking their strategy and being on the offensive and actually trying to gain ground. And I think that that's, that's where we've kind of failed. And I think that this is kind of an indictment on that in the sense of, I mean, I mean, look, even the Republicans voted, voted for this bailout. Even the Republicans are pushing a lot of these big government solutions. Like, that's not something that, that should be had. There, I believe it was only Thomas Massey, and I know Rand Paul had said that he would vote against it as well, uh, if, if he wasn't, if he didn't have a coronavirus himself. But like literally, all the solutions are big government solutions. Nothing is take care of yourselves. You know, we'll provide support if you need it, but you know, here, here's, here's some guidance on how to take care of yourself, which in all reality, get rid of diabetes, get rid of cancer, get rid of lung disease, get rid of all these things. Coronavirus doesn't affect us. That's the thing. It's like if you look at the deaths, it's all people that have underlying conditions for the for the vast vast majority of them, and the majority of those underlying conditions are self induced because of poor diet and poor behavioral uh, decisions, and that's a huge problem in America. And I just don't think anybody is waking up to the fact with all this coronavirus stuff going on. Right, and you see, you just said something there that, that is absolutely correct. A lot of the underlying conditions are self, are, are due to poor health habits. Okay, and in some of them not like they say that oh the these conditions are the ones that need to isolate. They said hypertension uh, is one of those. Okay, I've suffered from hypertension. I've had to be on blood pressure pills. Uh, this is most of the nation. You get stressed out and you don't handle that stress appropriately. It causes things like that hypertension. So now because most of the people have hypertension or they're pre-hypertension, uh, they're they're afraid at this point. So oh man, I can die. Because I have an underlying condition, and it, and it, I noticed that a lot of it's common conditions. Uh, you know, we live, you know, we live in in a country where people are vastly overweight because they sit, they they a lot of jobs don't require a lot of movement. We're at home now. Like over this time that I've I've been home, I've gained so much weight because I'm not. I'm not in that habit where I was going to the gym and doing that. You know, I didn't never uh, change my lifestyle to, to meet that. And so now that, uh, but I'm not obese by any means, but the fact is, is most, the, the, a lot of the country is. So now, oh, well now we're scared. We can't do it uh, because, of, because of it's common conditions. And, and why would you, why do you think they would use something like that with, with the common conditions? It's so easy to instill fear like that, that, now I have this underlying condition and it's dangerous. So you're able to keep more people at bay. That's what that that that's what I see when you said that. Yeah. Well, and and one of the things with a lot of these common uh, conditions, right? Diabetes, in, unless it's the genetic version, but it, but it, but for the vast majority of Americans, diabetes is is completely self induced, and and you can actually reverse it. Like literally, our our doctor tells us that she could reverse diabetes easily in almost anybody uh, within 30 days, as long as they hold to a strict diet. Like that's it. We're not. We're, it, it, but most people feel like once they have diabetes, they have it for life. But it's because they don't change their diet. They're not willing to change their lifestyle in order to get healthy. I think that one of the things that I think we need to have more people preaching and teaching and yelling from the rooftops is take this as a wake up call. Get yourselves ready for the next epidemic. Get healthy. 
you know, get your finances in order. I mean, I mean, it's it's a wake up to all of us. It's a wake up call to me. It's a reminder. Got to make sure that we stay healthy. Got to make sure that we've got our finances in order. Got to make sure that we that we're stockpiled with enough uh, supplies in case there is an emergency. I mean, the majority of Americans make fun of people who stock up. It's like, well, now look where we're at. You know what I mean? Now, now everybody's got to go sit and wait in line, you know, for an hour to get into Trader Joe's. It's it's just the way it is. But but I think it's one of those things where. Let's all start getting back to eating real food and not all the fake processed crap. And let's actually build up our immune systems. And sure, maybe we'll get coronavirus, but if we're healthy, we're not going to die from it. We're going to have a bad cough, maybe a fever. Ten days, we're, we're back to normal. You know, we, we see that with Rand Paul. He's back to normal as well and now volunteering in a hospital. So let, let's all get healthy before the next epi- epidemic. Right. Uh, I think that's that's absolutely true, Jeff, because... I think that a lot of this is, is exposed us of our weak points. And, uh, and you know, when you have weak points, you got to, you know, fix them. You use your strengths, right? You know, always use your strengths because everybody has different gifts uh, and everything. But we all can improve in, in every area. Uh, and especially, especially with food. I mean, I, I, this has really blown the whole window open of how dependent we are. On, on going to restaurants now oh, now they're essential we got to keep them open for takeout but yeah some of that's the reason that it's led to a lot of the health problems and yeah. and, and not anything against those guys you know um, but you're you, you're right it's it, it's exposed our lifestyle choices and, and 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 to be able to be healthy and ready for these things is extremely important because if we're taking care of ourselves the way that we're supposed to uh, you're less. You're you're going to be more confident in in how uh, anything that goes around, such as these things, because then you're going to have less of these underlying conditions. Look, my brother's type one diabetes. He has had it since he was three. All right. So, some people you can't change all of that. Um, uh, like me, I, I have arthritis and all this stuff, but that's uh, not to say that you can't do other things to offset those issues you know to be healthy and i think that you made a really good point about the food uh and i think that because we're all home now and a positive thing about this is we're able to to do a lot more we have more time to cook our foods we so we're not rushing and then doing processed foods that's absolutely absolutely correct yeah like like right now my wife and i are doing a we're, we're doing a whole 30 right now where which is one of those things where you all you eat is real food and uh and it's basically everything in its whole state so you know we're cooking food but you're not going to mix it to make breads and you know a lot of those kinds of like carbs and things like that and you know and every every time we do it we feel so much healthier and we're like we might as well take advantage of this time and and let's do it we're at home we can cook we can do all this kind of stuff but I feel like at the same time too, because we choose to eat healthy and we've eliminated a lot of the chemicals in our household, we, we've we've taken a lot of those precautions. We've you know we go and we get a blood checked you know quite often you know at least every year just to check our levels and stuff. And it's like we're healthy. You know, a lot of my friends and family they're not healthy because they're eating processed food and fast food and you know eating out a lot and things like that. And it's like it's important to to take care of yourself. And I think that coronavirus is really exposing that because I, and and there was the statistics from New York and I read it this morning on the uh, uh on the uh America Held Hostage podcast that that I'm doing with uh with John Hinton right now and uh literally there was 3000 people I believe that have died in New York up to this date out of the out of all those people that died only I think it was less than 60 of them didn't have an underlying condition 
So that like you're literally talking like one percent, if that, of people that that have died did not have an underlying condition. There was only two people under the age of seventeen that that have died, and they both had underlying conditions. It's like let's get ourselves healthy, and that's a huge problem in our country. And I and I'm hoping that somebody will kind of you know start shouting it from the rooftop, like let's start getting healthy because if coronavirus, because they're talking about it's going to start coming back every year potentially. So let's make sure that this time next year, we're much healthier so that way we don't have anything to worry about. And maybe we wouldn't have to be on a shutdown if everybody was healthy. Okay. Yeah. See, and that's another thing that you just said there. They're talking about it's going to be coming back every year. Why are we hiding? Why are we hiding behind closed doors? Are we going to do this every year? Right. Are we going to lock down the country for six months? That's insane. Guys, let's get out there. I, I, I get it. You know? Uh, I was listening to a, a preacher named Shram Hadian, and he made a, a very good point. And he's from Washington State, and that's a you know it's pretty messed up there right now. And he's got somebody that's really pushed him down, just the same as California. And and he said, look, uh, he talked about how the everything's been infringed upon our rights and stuff. That we just need to get out there and then open up the economy. And about yeah, you quarantine those uh, that that are sick that have these issues. If if it's a threat to them, you ask them. Are, do you want to or do you want to keep going? All right. Because maybe somebody that has an underlying condition doesn't want to be imprisoned in their house for 40 days. But you, you ask them if they want to do it or not. Okay. So you realize these are the risks. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Fine. I think that we, that's another thing is, is we need to understand that, yeah, we have new, new things come out all the time. You have viruses that mutate all the time. Uh, still, still the numbers show. Flus kills a lot of people, the thousands and thousands and thousands more than the coronavirus. If this thing's going to be coming back every year, and obviously it is because it's introduced now to everyone, we can't be hiding from this thing. We need to, be out. There's a thing called herd immunity. Uh, so it's time that we start taking some chances. And uh, maybe you're going to get sick. Maybe you won't. But we can't run and hide from a bunch of proteins because it, 
the government's not going to be there to take care of you, and and they shouldn't be. So that's a that's a a good point that you made there. I mean, if, if we're going to be coming back every year to this, what are we going to do? Approach it the same way, or what's to say? What's the next one? What's the new? What's the next novel coronavirus that that comes out that could maybe be uh, worse? Yeah, yeah. Well, and see, like that—that's—that's that's one of the things that I—that I'm concerned about with our country, just in general, is and kind of like what you were saying before is we're be, we're becoming very conditioned to expect the government to have all of the answers and to and to be the solution to everything. And I think an example of that is I, I saw on Twitter that Andrew Yang, who out of all the Democrats, I probably liked him and Tulsi Gabbard uh, the most out of, out of all the Democrats when they were running. Uh, but Andrew Yang made the comment, which I, which I'm like, okay, that really exposes this mentality of, he said that, uh, you know, Americans are really going to be liking getting that check for $1,200. And it was essentially saying, let's, let's make this a normal thing with universal basic income. And I feel like what we're seeing is that the Democrats and some Republicans are seeing this as an opportunity to, well, hey, if they're okay with the bailout now, I mean, why don't we just make it a monthly thing? Why don't we make it a regular thing? You know, if, if they're okay with the, with big government solutions and shutting down, maybe maybe we do this all the time. Maybe we, you know, maybe we take away church churches over 100 people. You know what I mean? Like may, maybe they start putting these regulations in place because, hey, it's for your safety. You know, we're looking out for you. We know best. And I think that for for whatever reason, Americans are just rolling over and just saying, "Okay," and that's a huge problem. Right. That's that's a, a, a scary because you think about how uh, dependent everybody is and how easy it is to just get that check. Uh, there's because there's some people that you know because it says what twelve hundred dollars a person if you married filed joint that's twenty four hundred dollars five hundred dollars per kid. So if you have two kids, what's that thirty four hundred dollars? I believe that mm-hmm. somebody's getting. Most people don't make that, you know, well, not most. Okay. Not a lot of people don't make that so that it would start being more attractive to them. I'll just stay home and then I can get $3,400 from the government. And how long is that going to be? Just this one thing is not sustainable that we, we passed. So imagine if that becomes something normal and it could possibly be uh, accepted. I mean, I'm you already see people being accepted, telling that they can stay home. They have to stay home. Uh, yeah. What else will accept? Yeah, and it's 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 getting it's getting crazy because it's one of those things where conservatives have been saying, "Hey, this is going to happen. This is going to happen if we keep going down this path." And now all of a sudden we're here, and we're kind of at a, a point of no return. And I'm very thankful we got somebody like President Trump in office. Where I don't think that he's going to allow a lot of this to continue past uh, the coronavirus crisis, but what is concerning is that there's so many governors and so many of the American people that are that are kind of feeling like, you know, maybe we need more governmental control, maybe we need more regulations, maybe we need maybe we need to take away some of our own rights for our safety, and I feel like that happens at every crisis. And uh, it, that that's very dangerous territory if you actually want freedom and liberty because we're getting to the point to where you know, I mean you know Twitter shutting down Rudy Giuliani's tweet about about the malaria drug uh, you know you we're taking away freedom of speech we're we're taking away the the right to peaceably assemble with churches I mean you know churches aren't even like out here out here in San Bernardino California you're not allowed to hold Easter church service if you're a person that's just going to church you are risking 90 days in prison or and or a thousand dollar fine this is nuts this is not what our founding fathers had intended for us 
No, because now you're telling people that they can't go and worship as normal. Uh, that now they're telling people that they can't even do the drive-up church anymore, and they're gonna you're gonna infect a bunch of people because you have 50 cars and everybody's in their car. Yeah, uh, it's it's a control state. It's telling it's you're being told what you can and can't do, and then you're 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 accepting it because a you're probably afraid of the social media backlash you're going to get, and you're going to get it. This is something that, that people are going to need to start doing. You're going to there's there's something that you're going to do. You're going to start counting how counting your principles more than the number of your friends because those people, uh, many of them, are going to turn against you, and you guys are going to have to start seeing that. You you'll see who's really on your side or not when you start making choices on your own that they disagree with because you have so many people out there now that that like if if you they they shame you. Because you go to the store with your kid. Now you, now you have stores telling you one member per household. So now you can't bring your kids with them. I've seen people shaming single mothers because they say they can't find a babysitter. Oh, well, you, you can't go 10 minutes down the street and find a babysitter. But wait a minute. You guys are all about this social distancing and then not spreading the virus. But you want them to go and find child care for their child. So you're going to have to go to this house. It's madness. You guys are contradicting yourselves all the time. By saying these things, so you're going to start either you're going to count your principles more than the number of your friends, and that's coming very soon. Yeah, well, and and that that's one of the, that's one of the questions that I feel like I'm continually having uh, is, and I and I and I put this up to you know pastors when I when I'm you know get into theological debates with them, and then I'm putting this up to politicians with with the way that they're implementing things right now is, what is the general principle that you want us to follow in general? That we can apply across the board because right now there is no general principle. They're just throwing out random stuff. Like sometimes it's, you know, you don't need a mask and then now they're saying you need a mask. Sometimes it's you need social distancing. Other times it's saying it's okay if it's under certain circumstances. You're not allowed to gather in, in a church, but you could go to Walmart. Like, you know, and it was, uh, I think it was Pastor Kim Peters. He posted on, he posted on Twitter. It's like, hey, guys, we're going to have church at Walmart this Sunday because uh, we'd be legally allowed to do it. <laughs> it's like, that, that's, that's. That's the crazy state that we're in right now is that there is no general principle. And I think it's just everybody's just pulling stuff out, out of thin air and they're just making stuff up on the fly. And it's like, so we're supposed to base all of our decisions and shutting down the entire economy off of this craziness. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's really started to change people's outlook. It's really started to change. Uh, you really see how selfish people truly are. And, it's because it's, and the reason I say that they're more selfish is because you, they're more willing to turn their friends in or anybody that they see because they simply don't like what they're doing. Yep. Uh, and it's not that it's illegal or, or anything, and it's not harming anyone. You guys are just going and saying that because some person on TV told you to. Uh, or someone made some rule out of thin air that says that you need to do it this way. And I think that now we're just you're good, people are not generous at this point. And that and I, and I get that you're afraid, but not everybody is and not everybody needs to be and not everybody needs to do what you tell them to do. And, you know, now it's you've got all these people who have been just waiting to tell people what to do. And, and it's 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 sad and it's sick. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 what do you what do you make of you know? Because I mean, I feel like we've all been watching the uh, the press conferences and uh, and you know, hearing Trump speak and and Fauci and you know everybody. But what what do you make of? I feel like Trump's numbers right now are going up because the majority of Americans like what he's doing in general. It seems like he's being very proactive and doing everything he possibly can. He's definitely way ahead of the curve and shutting down, shutting down um, travel back and forth from, you know, Europe and Asia and things like that. But what do you make of the, the constant hostility of mainstream media and the elites, even in these circumstances where it seems like every time we turn around, Trump is being proven right and they're being proven wrong, but yet there's still that constant trying to play gotcha and just, take him down. What do you make of that? Well, it's brainwashing. So what you do is you stay consistent to your narrative. Okay. So this is, this was practiced in, in that event to one. And you guys, I recommend that you take the three hours and sit down and watch this repeatedly. And I'm sorry, I'm late on it guys, but I'll show you all of that. I got it all put together here for you to see. And I'll tell you how and why this looks, what we're going through. And they're hostile to him because you have that the same thing you and I are doing. You, they're holding the line on on what their projection is, and, and it's not that we're projecting, but that's what they're doing. And so they have to do that because now what are they saying, guy? Is that well? Look what the Republicans did. They, they they're already saying that now that because it's about because it's about changing what people hear and then believe. So. They constantly hear that repeatedly, so that's the only thing that they start believing because it's 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 if they say it, it's true. Uh, now people know that the mainstream media is not correct, but they're so now about not wanting to fight against anything uh, that they're willing to just take that as truth. Now, is Trump's numbers going to stay up? I, I believe absolutely, but they're going to stay hostile to the point because you. They got a narrative to prove after this is finished, and they're going to do that come election time. That because they're like I said, like I just said, they're already saying that look what the pub, Republicans have done by uh, uh, passing this this bill. They're already projecting that is that we did that. So it, it, it's it's getting really bad that, that way, and they have to keep doing it. And that's why you see people like uh, Acosta continually back there. Uh, making fun of Trump, uh, belittling the facts. And uh, so what they got to do is to continue to have that narrative and to have that information so that everything else looks like conspiracy. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, to a certain degree, speaking, speaking of conspiracy a little bit, but, you know, like, you know, and we were talking about this before we went on the air, but like literally, we, uh, you know, we've been seeing a lot of reports now about, you know, how uh, the government's going to be using drones in order to be flying around and checking your temperature remotely and, uh, and making in, you know, if you cough, you sneeze, it can register it. They'll contact the local authorities. They could come in, they can detain you. It's, it's literally, it's literally like it's a, it's out of, you know, like the movie, The Terminator. Like that, that's what I feel like. It's, it's like com- coming, it's like it's a documentary. It ha- it's real life. It's no longer just fiction, you know? And, and what's crazy is they just feel like we're at this place where, all the crazy conspiracy theorists said, we're going to get here at some point. And then all of a sudden now we're looking around and we're like, well, the government's listening in on our phone calls. They have access to us through Amazon and Alexa. 
They're sending drones around spying on us and checking our temperature remotely without us even knowing it. I don't even know how that's constitutional without a, without a warrant. I mean, like, th- this is a crazy, crazy world. And where where are the conservatives rising up and saying, hey, guys, like, uh, this is a little much? Well, let me tell you what the conservatives here did. Uh, that this was put out by the local ABC affiliate, Channel 7, KLTV, uh, several hours ago. They did an interview with the traffic control people. And the traffic control people at two major intersections have been do- using devices to re- that read the Bluetooth uh, of, of in your cars, uh, on, your, um, uh, on your phones. And, and they've been using that to see how traffic and everything changed and how effective the stay-at-home order is. And what else? And, and so, what do they do with that traffic? They're they're getting into your car. You're accessing your devices. They're 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 seeing how you guys are out, and they're, then they're going to see. Well, we just weren't strong enough. People kept going out, and so these so-called conservatives are going to say, "Well, we need to get stronger and then make it where they can't. We'll start arresting them." Uh, and I can see that. That's why. Well, what else would you be doing something like that? Going in and invading people's. Uh, uh, privacy that I mean, it, this is Patriot Act type stuff. We don't need that. And, and, and this is conservative. So, yeah, conservative and, and uh, uh, Republican and Democrat. They're both doing it. And so the, wh- who here anymore at this point is on our side? That's that. That's the thing is that, like, I feel like I feel like we're getting to a point now to where it's no longer Republican versus Democrat. It's conservative versus elitist or conservative against uh, authoritarianism. That's really where we're at because in all reality, the problem is, lies with both the Republicans and the Democrats. It's not one party or the other. Um, but, I, but I just think that it's our best shot at actually taking back our country is with the Republican Party. With that, with that said, we've got some major cleaning up we got to do. Within our own ranks, if we're if we're going to actually get rid of these big government solutions, like we we where's the soul of our country? I mean, like literally, the, our founding fathers wanted freedom and liberty for everybody, where everybody could make up make their own decisions. And all of a sudden, now it's you're not smart enough to make your own decisions. Only we can do it. And stop questioning us because all you are is just a conspiracy theorist. Like that's literally they're just talking down to us left and right. And I think we need to remember we are supposed to be a government by the people, and for the people, and for whatever reason, that's just flipped to where now we're just servants of the government. Right. I mean, and, you know, uh, that's why Dr. Fauci stood under the mic, because he can't reach it, and he... <laughs> and I, he, uh, I, I, I wouldn't have that problem being six foot three. <laughs> <laughs> that's <the> lower. <laughs> but <laughs> but he, uh, he talked down to every one of them about... J- about things that were blatantly true that calling us conspiracy theorists and he's smiling when he done it and he walked out. So yes, they're con- keep calling you conspiracy theorists and it's always called conspiracy when it's opposed to what they're doing. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now coming out, coming out of this, do you, do you feel like, do you feel like Trump and the handful of true conservatives that it seems like are left in our government, do you feel like they're going to be able to take things back to the way they were and back to freedom and liberty and the way that our country should be? Or do you feel like there's going to be this new normal of 
big government uh, ideas in power grabs and control even coming out of this, even if Trump gets reelected? No, the landscape's changed already. It's never going back to the same again because everybody's already accepted the, this is status quo. And this is what's been accepted as what we need to be doing when something like this is an epidemic and a pandemic worldwide that we got to start dealing with this and this issue because, you know, we got to keep everybody safe. Uh, and and if, if we can get back to normal, it's years away now. It's going to take more than Trump's next four years. Hopefully we can do something about it. But nah, landscape's changed. There's not the normal is not normal anymore. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think and I think that kind of moving forward too, one of the things that we're going to have to do as conservatives and as Christians is really pay attention to uh, the House and the Senate votes in in our local communities because that because the Democrats have really focused on especially like the justice Dem- the justice Democrats I think I think it is and some some of those organizations they've really been focusing on more of like the the localized elections and the smaller elections and things that they could win and conservatives I feel like have been focused so much on Trump and the president and the really big election and it's like it, we need to get true constitutional conservatives back in office uh in the house in the Senate, and then also we need to get we need to get some actual conservative governors in place that that promote freedom. Because like I'm out here in California, li- like literally Gavin Newsom is out here talking about making California an even more progressive state. We're going to take advantages of this opportunity, and w- basically it's never going to be the same. And you're just like, I didn't I didn't know that we could get more progressive out here. And all of a sudden now we're talking about going even crazier. I don't even know what that is besides like flat out communism. So it's just like a matter of like. Like we we need to pay attention to to some of these smaller elections as conservatives and take back the House, take back the Senate, take back our local governments because if we don't, like we're just going to keep going downhill with no return. Right, absolutely, and you know it all really goes down to the school board because remember that they're trying to put in this uh, uh, the 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 lost the title of what it is, but the. Basically, is uh, the, where, where they're taking the kids and, and putting them into the jobs now. So, outcome based education. Mm-hmm. That's the one. So, uh, parents, now you guys have been home for what I think, tell me if I lost track of time. How long have we been doing this? A couple of months now? I think, uh, yeah. I, I think we've been had like stay at stay at home orders, at least out here in California. I think we're at like day 22 or 23 or something like that. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. It was like a year. I know, it's but, true. <laughs> but the, you guys now have actually got, gotten to experience uh, what's being taught to your kids. So you kind of know what's being to look out for. 
So now you need to be t- pay, paying attention to the people that are sitting on the school boards because they're the ones who's really going to be changing the direction of this, uh, the United States from this point forward. Um, and, and the local elections matter very much. I realize this is going to be very difficult depending on how liberal the area is, but uh, you're going to have to guard up your loins. Uh, you, you're going to have to, to learn that uh, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, and I believe that that's what you're doing with your American conservative movement, that you just got to get all the people together and, and buy back. Uh, take back your country because you can't let it just be on Trump or somebody. It's you. You're the one who changes it. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too is like as conservatives, we we can't just be – and I'm not saying we can't be MAGA people, but we can't just be MAGA people because I think that, that that's a danger that a lot of people on the right are falling into is that – they feel like we have to support Trump no matter what. And I feel like if we're going to be principled conservatives, we need to call balls and strikes. And we need to say this was good, this was bad. Sorry, but Trump's $2 trillion bailout, bad. Big government. I mean we all we all criticized Obama for doing his $800 billion bailout. Now we like almost triple it. Like that's even worse, guys. Come on, let's, let's, let's be consistent here. And I think that we need to be able to criticize our own and we need to be able to criticize the left as well. But the thing is, is that we need to remember that, like, just because you criticize somebody. So, like, for example, if we criticize President Trump, that's not saying Trump is the worst person in the entire world and he should never be president. That's saying I disagree with this one thing. And I think that we need to remember that is that people are not all good and they're not all bad. There's some good and there's some bad. Call it like it is. And I think we need more of that and more consistency if we're going to bring our country back. Because right now, everybody's just falling in line and just saying, go team, go. And it's like, where where did the principles go? It seems like nobody has principles anymore. No, and, and, and I think that's a lot of everybody just wanting to fit in with what uh, the herd is doing. Uh, I think that it's important that, you know, because I've said in the past, like, I was really angry about the bill. I'm, you know, and I knew what was coming down the pike. I was watching it very closely. And I, I made a statement that if, if Trump did that, I wasn't going to vote for him. Of course, that's an extreme statement. You know I'm going to vote for Trump. Uh, but you just don't take the crap. You don't take just... This is supposed to be a representative uh, government. You need to you need to have your voice heard, and you're going to get kickback for that. Uh, you're going to have to realize that people are going to disagree with you. Uh, and, and, you know, everybody thinks they're right to a point, but you got to understand that you can't go. You can't be a lemming. You don't. You're going to go off the cliff with them. I mean, nobody's to say that Trump will do the best thing forever. You can't. You have to keep a watchful eye on that because. They are working for you. You need to keep their feet to the fire. You stand on your principles. You stop giving in to all of this. Well, it, we're going to lose if we, we don't support 100%. No, you're going to lose if you cave to, uh, for support. The person's going to win by you making your voice heard and in uh, showing clear, rational thought that you don't agree with everything that that person does. We're not all cheerleaders. We don't need to be cheerleaders. We need to be people who's – we're trying to take back our country. You can't do that by everybody looking the same and falling in line. It does not work that way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, I, just, I just feel like it's, it's getting so crazy out there. And then, I'm, and then I'm sitting out here in the middle of California, crazy leftists all around me, and I'm just like looking around. And I'm like, how, how, how did we get to this point where – 
like even just like normal everyday people are becoming leftist and more progressive and you know and maybe i'm a little maybe i'm a little uh you know i feel you know i'm an island in the in the middle of progressive california uh compared to other places but it's 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 crazy how when you think about it it's, it's almost like everybody's just brainwashed and they're just walking around with this mentality this entitlement mentality they've been told from school from a young age you just need to be an employee say yes sir no sir, no ma'am uh you know go along to get along don't cause any drama don't stand out just go along and say and say yes to the government it's, you're entitled to everything and it, it, I just it's it's a very strange version of America that we're in right now. And I'm like, dude, I just want to get back to what our founding fathers wanted, and uh, you know, just let me let me let me make my own decision for my own family. Why why does why does Gavin Newsom feel like he has to tell me what to do? Right, and I think that you know, and you got I got to be very careful how I say this. Don't don't get me wrong, people, but you need to always question the state of things, right? I mean, do you need to do everything that your parents did? Were they right on everything? And, and I'm trying to be careful on saying that because you got to respect the authority figures. Uh, your parents very well could be telling you the right things, but why? Why do they do it? Why have they done that? Why did they teach you to do that? Uh, and, and a lot of information is out there that is conflicting that makes your parents look bad, of course, but why? Where, where did it come from? Does that mean that what they did was always right? Uh, the same thing with any kind of authority figure. You need to always be questioning uh, what is the truth because there's only one absolute truth, but you've got to find it, right? And so you, you don't need to – just because somebody else did it doesn't mean it's right. And uh, if we are always just following people because they say that that's the right thing to do, What's to say that you're just not being led off the cliff with them? You know, I mean, it's the whole principle of uh, why are you, you are you are your parents poor? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you're trying to get rich uh, or wealthier by by your means, by whatever you consider as well. Uh, are you going to get there by doing the same thing they did? That may have been right for them. That may have been what they were. Uh, content with, uh, but it doesn't always mean that it's the right absolute thing there. So, you know, I'm just trying to be careful about how I say that, but you need to be questioning things. Anybody that's telling you that you don't have the right to act to question is an idiot. Anybody, that's the person who wants to control you because they don't like that you ask questions. Uh, the, you know, you know who doesn't ask questions? Crazy people. Yeah, that's true. Question, question, question everything. That that that's what I that's what I like to say. It does it doesn't mean that there is no absolute truth, but that but the point is that there is absolute truth, and the and the problem is is that a lot of times we don't have the hard facts right in front of us. We're basing everything that we believe on what somebody else says, whether that's a pastor, a politician, somebody like Fauci, you know, whatever it is. We're all, it's for the most part everything that we believe we're being told by somebody else. So that means that what we need to do is we need to literally question everything. Try to find out why they're saying what they're saying. Don't just take everything at face value. Look at the statistics for yourself. Does that make sense? Does it, if it doesn't make sense, ask a question. Find out. Find out why it, it seems like what they're saying doesn't match this, the, uh, the statistics. Find out why they're saying that millions of people are going to die, but only, you know, a, a handful of thousand people are dying. Like, find out why. Ask questions. And then, and then when you get an answer, you, you reevaluate your position 
And then you decide, do I need to change what I believe or does it reinforce what I already believe? But, but you, but it takes going through the process of constantly reevaluating, asking questions, challenge authority. It doesn't mean you disobey authority, but challenge it. Because I'm telling you, the, major, the majority of authority, they're just telling you what works best for them. They're not necessarily telling you the truth. And that's what we also have to remember when we're dealing with the government. They're not telling us the truth. They're just telling us what they want us to believe. Exactly. You know, I mean, I don't think that we've been even getting the all of the complete facts about this virus. Uh, just like a lot of people, you know, and a lot of people are event aware of this event 201 now, thanks to people who get out there and talk about it. Uh, but there's a lot that isn't. Uh, and just like when it, we, we present anything, you need to, to question that. And to, by questioning anything, you be, you begin to understand it better. Because uh, just accepting it uh, because it's being said does not make it uh, understood. Uh, the only way that you understand anything is by asking the questions. Sometimes it's the right question and sometimes it's the wrong question. But at all times, always do that because you'll never understand anything unless you do. Well, that that's that's very true. And it's like in a, you would think that we would have learned that lesson after 9-11 with all of the misinformation and all, and all the bad information that came out. If everybody just sat back and just said, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to take what you said at face value. I mean, we. I mean, I mean. Granted, we are still at war. We still do do have uh, soldiers over there in Afghanistan and all that kind of stuff. But still, we we would have we could have been in an even deeper, uh, you know, war, deeper battle. Um, like things would could have been totally different coming out of nine eleven had people not asked questions, if people had not challenged authority and said, well. Why are you saying that? What's the facts? Back that up, uh, because I'm just telling you, like every you know everything that comes out of the government is ends up being propaganda. It doesn't mean I want to be a conspiracy theorist, but if you're going to make a claim, you got to be able to back it up. And there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with just asking why or why did you say that or you know, where's the facts. It's vitally important that we do that before we make up our minds on what's right and wrong. Right, I completely agree with that. I think that everybody just needs to be out there uh, questioning what's going on. Uh, everybody's kind of just accepting it now. I, everything and uh, it's it's demotivating. Uh, many times I'm banging my head on the wall because I have in me that I just want to. How can I reach people with the information that I know, and what kind of kickback am I going to get? Uh, and or why isn't it working? What what am I doing wrong in order to do it? Because a lot of times it feels like nobody's listening, uh, or maybe they're they they are listening and they don't know they're too afraid to ask you why, because they're afraid that if they ask you why, they're going to look like they either believe you or they're going to look like they're stupid. And, and I think that that's why we're getting a lot of that uh, issue, you know, because people don't want to be the person uh, being attacked. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I think that one of the things that we need to get back to is we need to get back to being able to debate issues without without getting offended that that we disagree with each other. And I think that that's vitally important, especially for the future of our country. Like work on like I, I really wish that Bernie had won the, the Democratic primary because we could have actually had a debate between a socialist and a capitalist mm. like that could have been the first time on a big national stage that we could actually have that debate and let Trump and Bernie duke it out. Instead, we're going to have Joe Biden, who's clearly got some issues. I, I mean, 
I'm really looking forward to the debates because it's going to be entertaining because, I mean, Biden's probably not even going to know where he is. But at the same time, it's like we're we're not going to have that fundamental debate over the soul of our country, depending on whether they even let Biden be the nominee or not. So uh, it's we just we we just got to get back to conversing and debating and and not just hating each other for disagreements. Right. Yeah. And with the with the Biden issue, um, you know, you got somebody who's been well practiced and well versed at hiding his communist roots all of this time to now being uh, put where he's in. Uh, he's the one being controlled because he doesn't have the intellectual means that he used to possess uh, and uh, which makes it to where he's being touted as some moderate that now you won't be able to have those debates about uh, why uh, we don't want something versus what we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting once uh, once we get past the uh, you know whatever it is they're gonna do for the for the Democratic convention. It's gonna be really interesting to see. Like, are they going to do debates over Skype? Are they going to do it, you know, like in a closed, you know, without an audience? Like what? I don't even know how this is all going to play out, but it's going to be fascinating to see what the debates end up looking like and what they're going to be debating over. Um, it, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting leading, leading up to this 2020 election for sure. Right. And I think that we need to have the live debates. And the reason I say that is just because now we're going to have him to have the ability to have the things fed to him that he needs to say. Uh, it could be there in front of him. Uh, uh, there could be someone in that room who's given him the signs or things to say. So it's unfair, and the debate wouldn't even be uh, uh, truthful in any way because there's too much that you can lie about behind the camera and uh, while the other one's saying it. So he may not even be the one saying this thing. He's being told what to say. Uh, I think that they've got to be live. If mm-hmm. we things that everybody needs to push back against, we want live debates. They need to be there in the same room. Uh, and it, it needs to be in a controlled environment uh, where nobody has earpieces or any of that because, quite frankly, I don't think that Biden has the capability to uh, uh, debate. I don't. I don't think that he will understand what's being said to him. I think that everything – he gets corrected too easily. He has people there correcting him. It's the same principle as Hillary Clinton yeah. uh, illness. So – uh, it would be very dangerous to not do it in person. Yeah, well, that, that's where I have a feeling that they're going to replace uh, Biden with uh, either Gavin Newsom or uh, Cuomo. That 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 that's that's my prediction. Once once I think that they're going to uh, they're going to have a doctor that's going to uh, diagnose him with either de- with either dementia or, or Alzheimer's, and then they'll replace him with uh, Newsom or Cuomo. But they can't do it now because otherwise Bernie would get the nomination. So that so that that's why they're holding out. That's my that's my uh, that's my prediction. So we'll see we'll see. It, you know what what do I know? I'm just a random guy out here in California. Um, <laughs> so okay. So so what what what's next for Battlefront Southgate? I know you've been working on some stuff. Uh, what's what's coming up? Ne- what's coming up next, guys? I'm still doing, got the event 201 thing is sitting here on the computer. Uh, I went back and scrapped some things because I wasn't satisfied with it uh, with what I did, what I put together. I felt that the last episode, I made it way too complicated. Uh, there's so much information there, guys, that I can't even get that into one, two, three episodes. And you don't, I don't want to inundate you guys with too much, but uh, I want to talk to you guys about the globalist control uh, of what's going on with this. Um, I, I see everything is just, it's, 
it's so clear to me about what's going on because you sit there and you spend so much hours watching how they practice these things. It's almost like they're reading from a script right in front of you. And uh, that's what you're going to be showing. I'm going to be showing you guys uh, how the media was controlled in this situation. I'm going to show you what I think I've made a link about uh, the various groups that are involved with this. We have uh, some groups that uh, like the World Health Organization. You have the uh, Center for Health uh, Security. Uh, you have the Rockefeller Foundation and the Ford Foundations are all involved in that. Then the, uh, you got the Tushkovsky Institute. Uh, a lot of that stuff. Uh, I'm going to show you how some of the brainwashing has happened. Uh, while we see some of the herd mentality, what I think has pushed everybody to do that. That's what's coming on Southgate. I'm really trying to push hard to have it out uh, to uh, gatekeepers by this weekend. Uh, I've I've revamped a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of editing so that we can have this. I want this to be te televised. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have both podcasting, but guys, the whole point with this now is. Uh, you can hear it and see it, and seeing it's important with what I got to show you. So that's another reason that we haven't got that out to you. Uh, we ran over some hiccups, but things are going to smooth out here in a little bit. Uh, so that's the next thing coming up, guys. Stay tuned for that uh, event 201 uh, issue, and I'm going to show you what happened and how we got here. Definitely. So yeah, definitely everybody, everybody tune in for that. You know, make sure you guys follow uh, Dustin on on Twitter. Uh, it was at D Lloyd uh, Falk. If I'm going off the top off the top of my head, I believe correct. Yeah, at D L O I D F A U L K. Yep. So, so definitely follow him. Keep up on everything's going on. I mean, he's he. Dust, Dustin's our resident expert when it comes to like a lot of the national security stuff and you know borders and uh, Ilhan Omar and and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so definitely for a, for a lot of those issues, definitely uh, be following him. Highly recommend it. And then make sure you guys are checking out his podcast. You guys can go back and listen to some of the old stuff too, because it's it's a lot of relevant information. So definitely definitely go. Uh, check that out, but yeah, Dustin, I'm really, glad, I'm really glad we could do this. Really, um, I'm gonna have to check our records and see uh, whether you are neck and neck with Sam or who's actually in the lead, um, and then uh, we'll 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 see about uh, who actually wins this competition here. From <laughs> <Some> Sam, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, but yeah, as always, I always enjoy having you on, and uh, yeah, well, well, I'm sure again with this news cycle, I'm sure we'll be having you on again here here pretty quick as well. So. Yeah, definitely. And and then for everybody else out there as well, uh, if you want uh, more information on what we're doing here at the GK, um, our main um, you know way that you can support us is uh, by getting plugged in, which is our membership program. Uh, you'll get access to our Destroy Social Justice Conference, the recording of that. You'll also get access to our uh, first roundtable podcast called Connected, which was myself, Dustin, uh, Sam Jones, and Schumann. Uh, just talk, randomly talking about whatever uh, pops into our mind. Uh, don't want to miss that one. That that episode alone is is totally worth it. Also, if you do sign up for the annual membership, you're going to get a free copy of our book, Social Injustice, that we will send right out to you. Um, so definitely check that out, gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in for more information. Um, but yeah, we will be back here uh, tomorrow for uh, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Uh, for our... Um, America Held Hostage podcast that John Hinton and I are doing. Just a chance, half an hour in the morning, go over the news, keep you up to date on what's going on, a little, little bit of commentary on it, but just want to be able to keep you guys in the loop of everything that's going on because I'm just telling you, there's so much information to process. So, the, you know, whatever we can do to help, you know, you to be able to process that information and have the right worldview, we are trying to do that. So check that out, 9 a.m. Pacific time here on Facebook, the America Held Hostage podcast. Uh, it, it's a blast, and uh, yeah, we will see you guys then. 
The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com spiritpark 